Good evening and uh, welcome to the second edition of uh, Dangi Sinarama. Uh, myself, Jerry and Raghu in this podcast. Last time What's up, had... Jerry? What's up? That was unexpected. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait to just jump in and say hello. <laughs> right, 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 Raghu. So, so where kaise? were we? Where did we end last time? Uh, we were actually discussing about the uh, the basic uh, the structure and the the content of Mank, uh, basically on the storyline and what how it actually portrayed to the public about the the story of the movie. So right. I think we. we eventually came to the conclusion that it was not a great film right right yes we both i think agreed on the on that that the film did yeah. not work for us it could have but, been much but, better but you you know that it's actually doing a lot of uh, you know uh, award rounds and all right now with the global uh, the golden globe awards and the other awards and stuff like that I'm sure Fincher is a powerhouse so he has his clout uh, <laughs> yeah true cinema fanatics i don't think would see it in the same light uh, more than pincher i would say it's more of a netflix <laughs> more of yes netflix the power of netflix correct the power of netflix keeps growing and if you remember last year same time what did we have netflix's epic robert uh, was- de niro Al Pacino, oh yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Irishman. The Irishman. Yes. But but I believe uh, it was Roma which won most of the awards, or it was did. it the year before that? I'm not pretty sure. It, I guess it, it was a year before that. Yes, I think last year it was all about Irishman. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so this year they are going to make it about. Of course, there will be a lot of noise. Um, Yeah. which is why we actually wanted to watch the film we waited for the film we watched the film and we are talking about it yes there is no escaping that um yeah. there is a huge buzz around it and there will be um but it was a big buzz kill if you <laughs> ask me honestly mank was an absolute buzz kill i, true, I was true completely honest, if you ask me that. if you ask me right now i would say i was actually disappointed with the film Right, which is why I want to hear more about uh, now things around the film. I think that's that would make for a very interesting conversation. Yeah, I, I I think from the discussions that we've had, we realized that uh, the things that are portrayed in the film they mm-hmm. can be uh, source material for another film in itself because there's so much that's that that's. Uh, that's there in the film that was not highlighted and it could have its own offshoots in different films and what not books and stories <laughs> which is yeah, where, yeah. which is where i'm more interested in hearing what all you have read and possibly i may not have read so much or watched so much but i think you did you did so much of you enjoyed doing all of that stuff i know last one month uh, you were obsessed by mank and everything related to mank so i am dying to hear about uh, things surrounding mank 
uh, I mean, right that you said that about uh, you know if there were other materials or you know other screenplays which could actually attribute to this mm. story. I mean, there were there are actually older films. Mm. You know, if you if you put it in that way. Mm. So I I think rather than Mank, I mean, if you want to know exactly a better story of the making of. citizen kane mm. as a such mm. so there is this 1999 film called uh, rko 281 mm. yes i heard of it i think i've seen a trailer after you sent me the link yeah it's 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 an it's a hbo film so so you know it's basically it's a tv film did it have john malkovich yes john malkovich was actually playing uh, Mank <laughs> and uh, I think it was Liv Schreiber right playing Orson Welles right Yes it was yeah 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 Liv Schreiber Yeah my memory is not faltering And how did they play um you must have seen the film. In fact I I I found it I mean it was uh, a typical you know uh, how if you take a, maybe a historical film mm-hmm. but at least that was much more interesting to watch Really though it was it was though it was kind of fictionalized but it was kind of interesting to watch because it was fast if you ask me oh so the story was actually so that that film also deals with the making of citizen kane but yes. what you are alluding to is a lot of it is fictionalized it never happened uh basically it tells you actually about why exactly was people were mad mad with mank as well as awesome wells okay okay people when i say people uh, it is basically william randolph hearst ah yeah got it so, got it yeah so he was the main guy who was actually mad at them mm-hmm. like like you know why did you make even the right script in the first place mm-hmm. so yeah we uh, i think we sh- we will also talk about hearst um, maybe we'll yeah. spend more time talking about hearst than anyone else or anything else mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. uh, if i remember correctly in the first part you did mention that uh, you felt the film was uh, about politics politics of a particular era and mm-hmm. uh, if we condense this film and put it in a historical context this film is possibly mm-hmm. set in the 1930s that entire decade uh yes what important things happened in that decade which which has uh possibly resulted in the birth of this film maybe you've done your uh, research or study on it were there in was this decade important should we remember it for anything else or should we remember it for something that is that we may have forgotten about but you know your research says it's very important See, it, it it was a decade where actually, uh, so if you see the, the birth of the story itself comes out in the 1930s. If mm. you see, so the 30s was an era where uh, the global economy, as of such, or specifically to uh, the U.S. economy, was recovering. Was in that recovery phase. Mm. They were still recovering from the Great Depression, which started in the late 20s. Mm. There was that huge stock market crash in the late 20s, and they were still kind of recovering from that phase if you if you see the, if you seen mank you can actually see there were many scenes where actually people didn't have jobs like you would have seen the scene where uh, uh, louis b mayer actually goes to his uh, production company and asks the actors and crew people that you know 
you should make sacrifices you know you will be try to will try to cut your pay and stuff like that it will be just for a you know for a few months and stuff like that so all those things kind of attributed uh, to making the story mm. so uh, it, it i would say that it was a mix of the great depression as well as you know uh, the so called democrat versus republican thing i mean which we see right now even these days also in in our regular politics true i think uh, back then people were a lot of the people were republicans and republican values were held uh, on a pedestal which is the american yes, way fact, of life correct in fact if you see uh, california where hollywood is actually based in back then it was predominantly republican now if you see it's predominantly democrat but back then it was it was a quite a republican red state if you can say that, I, that uh, may, maybe the the short snippets the films that or the show reels that caused upton sinclair's defeat as shown in the film um they mm-hmm. were actually true in 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 a way right there one of the news reels showcases hordes of migrants descending on california and taking your jobs away and today yeah same see, same stuff which we see in us yes, same same the uh, i read a research which said that uh, in 1995 there was a research uh, where californians voted against the influx of migrants because they were scared that they uh-huh. would become a minority and 10 years down the lane okay by 2005 mm-hmm. uh, the americans mm-hmm. the native born americans as in united states of america um, uh-huh. they were in the, the white, white americans, americans of course they they okay. were the minority they uh, so okay. you have minority as in uh, they were mixed races and today you see there are indians mm-hmm. chinese mexicans people from different countries living in california and making a living so what the news reel that was shown in 1930s it turned out to be true <laughs> it turned out to be true <laughs> in a way in a in a way kind of yeah, turned out yeah. to be true so, yeah i think we should also uh, talk about the politics uh, but but let's uh, let's begin with the early 30s i think the film also uh it has a non linear structure to it where we see mank in one mm-hmm. particular state and also the film cuts to flashbacks that is linear it starts yeah. from the early 30s and ends in say right after the film uh, wins an award so how was hollywood mm-hmm. like in the early 30s um uh, i think you are obsessed or you've kept mentioning about the film studios i think in the first part you also mentioned mm-hmm. about this film is about the studios and the aura the studios had so what and yeah. you did mention few names also so so tell me or tell us something about the early 30s and how hollywood was uh, and why people romanticized about hollywood all over the world uh i mean if you see uh, like right before the 30s I mean, like you had the swinging uh, swinging 20s yes. you would call it <laughs> is that the correct term? yeah so the the 20s were actually the time when uh, the hollywood is actually picking up momentum they were uh, producing films on the go this was a time when uh, you know charlie chaplin was the you know the mm. guy who was a star back then you know charlie chaplin buster keaton 
these were some of the guys who were actually uh, making silent films mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know and uh, so you had this all these production companies like mgm warner uh, this fox and all these people like you know they were they were they were actually producing a lot of films back then and uh, back then you know the politics was not much involved you know at that particular point of time because people just they knew that uh, film was the medium of actually making mm. money so there were people who were big mm. businessmen who uh, ventured out you know they put in money into big production houses so william randolph first was like one mm. of those guys so if you say william randolph first he was the guy who had shit loads mm. of money basically he he was basically a media man so he was into newspapers and radio stations and stuff like that so uh, you know that you know at one particular point of time he actually had around 28 newspapers oh. and eight radio stations <laughs> one for each state was it uh it was i think he had or was it based uh, on different was, categories uh, 18 I think I think it was uh, he had uh, these papers around in totally around in Whoa. 18 cities that's huge yeah this imagine imagine this, this was back in the 1910s and 1920s okay so were in the 20s uh, the the era where the silent film sort of ended Correct. yes 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 it was no. it was on the verge of uh, the the silent uh, films were actually were about to end then we already had so, movie stars right we had silent era movie yeah. stars who whom the nation loved the americans loved the britishers mm-hmm. loved i think mm-hmm. even the indians as mm-hmm. far as the you know uh, the asian continent the people who were uh, in awe of these these celebrities but i think beginning 30s yeah. uh, as as silent films faded away there was this new craze of color films and uh, talking films no co- 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 color films had yet, hadn't right? come out uh, by then yeah color, no, color correcting the negatives um the french the french and the others even though they were silent but these yes. but then the full yes. scale color films didn't come Th- those were those were those were done those were done it in the 1910s right? itself yeah 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 those were done in the 1910s if if you see that you know uh, i guess it was uh, mm. man on the mm. moon or what is it george melies or journey yeah george melies a journey to the right, moon right. What, what was it you've got this film hugo yeah. right so which is made on his life correct correct, correct. so exactly. 30s exactly. were very influential and we had celebrities hollywood was a powerhouse hollywood had hollywood was a money making mm-hmm. machine and people who were in hollywood yes. were so, were considered to be uh, you know the top of the world so back back then see back then if you see uh, in, in the 20s as if the people who actually had money would pay movie studios mm. to make films True. that was a thing back then so uh, the movie studios they didn't exactly have the whole uh, you know the money to mm. budget mm-hmm, or finance mm-hmm. the film so they needed people like you know an example like as it william randolph first to you know finance films So apparently uh, by the 20s you know he had fallen in love with Marion Davis she was a basically mm-hmm, a starlet mm-hmm, back then mm-hmm. So uh, 
apparently he did not have any experience in filmmaking or anything. so did he ma- start making films for his lover yes for the love of that's yes exactly that's, that's some kind of a yes. love man i mean i wish someone <laughs> fell in love with me like that that they would that they would start yeah. making films and enter an industry for my my sake Yeah. <laughs> guess guess what guess what's guess what's uh, the name of his production house it's named after his uh, own magazine it's his own magazine which magazine did he own uh he had uh-huh. quite a few magazines so uh, he had uh, harper's Whoa. bazaar he had <laughs> so all these uh, are they still yeah. coming out of the hearse table or have they been acquired by someone else I'm not right. sure. I think it's still in that still first corporation stands. thing. And these are, these are yeah, companies. yeah. And and the biggest magazine of all time. Like you know, even all the chicks. I'm not sure if all the chicks read now, but that was Texas. Uh, you know where you. <laughs> that's still Texas, and you know where you get all those things about hundred uh, tips to know about how to date the right guy. Guess which magazine I'm talking about? Oh, the gossip magazines. Yes, but which specifically I am not, I talking about? I have not I have read no. a lot. I only know few. Uh, Cosmopolitan. Hey, these are <laughs> that's the only exactly. one that I knew. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so he owned Cosmopolitan. He possibly magazine. founded Cosmopolitan, and I think he. Whoa! It comes yes, back to me yes, all and... all over again. I think in the first part we discussed that. William Randolph Hearst possibly is a good guy. I I don't have any anything bad to say about him. He he has changed an entire <laughs> he has changed he has changed human human society. But 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 you know what the the thing is that he was already oh. married by then. Oh. So oh. yeah, he, he was already married and he had five kids. and uh, Marian Davis was supposed to be his uh, don't mistress. tell me she was in her teens when he fell in love with Marian Davis yes she Whoa. was 19 she was around Back 18 then, 19 and most of the must have been legal <laughs> and, right 18 and he and he was in and he was in his 40s <laughs> not bad he fell in love at a very young age yeah he fell in love he fell again. in love again yeah So apparently, uh, uh, Marion Davis was that you know like this. Uh, she was not actually an actress. She was actually one of those uh, showgirls or vaudeville okay. right. girls, yeah, yeah. you'd say. She was a vaudeville artist or a showgirl. So, in fact, uh, her first wife also was a mm-hmm. vaudeville performer. Her name was uh, Millicent Hurst. So, yeah. Did he marry? Did he marry Marion Davis? So Or that's how she remained to be his lover no, for no, no, for his entire life. Remained to be, and did he divorce his, his first his wife? Life because that's the thing, no? Because his wife said, "If you divorce me, you're going to end up paying me a lot of money." So Marion Davis is like, uh, you know what? Uh, let's not do that. You know, you don't want to end up being like, you know, get into a lot of stuff. Because at, at that particular point of time, he was uh, also running to be the president of US. Ah, so he had States. ambitions then. 
he had that the whole thing was he actually got into the no. whole business of so uh, do tell me did he, he plan to become the president of united states for his lover yes as he started he, no he yes. didn't do that no <laughs> maybe no, heard, no, 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 you know no, i no. become the president and then change <laughs> a, the constitution and change some law and then i get her to be no. my wife <laughs> No but he 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 had plans like you know once he becomes the president like you know he thought like you know I'll probably try divorcing my wife and marry her stuff like that I guess he had something like that kind of a plan he's like the french king or the english but then he dropped changed you know the entire uh, you know, the there is stories about the french king who changed um his religion because he wanted to marry someone he loved the english king, no it was right? it was the english king yeah i think it was henry i henry can't the go 13th back or 14th so much i guess past, but then i do recollect uh, something about shantara yes that's how the church of england that correct, that is correct. how church of england so was called uh, marry someone else yeah mm. do yes, you know about this exactly. uh, we we side tracking but do you know about shantara the indian director esterior indian director Oh, Shantaram. I've heard of his name, Shantaram. He was a he was a yes. Ma- he was a Maharashtrian. Um, yeah. he was one of the last people. Of course, he he was a great great figure, right? Uh, he produced wonderful films. Mm-hmm. I think Do Aankhe Bara Hath. Um, and then the many other, mm-hmm. or you know, historical films, well recognized throughout the world. Mm-hmm. colorful films okay um, okay and i think he was one of the last persons who could marry or who who are polygamous right yes i think in 1957 india oh, passed so? a law banning polygamy and so you had to divorce he was okay he was one of he the last he was the last people, uh, to to be legally mm-hmm. wed to more than one person and uh, he had married this uh, lady called sandhya she was also a big star and when you're talking okay. about marian davis and the, okay. that she was a starlet and he had fallen in love um, i just remembered about shantaram mm-hmm. that um, he fell in love with his own leading lady so he he had just casted this uh, this okay. lady sandhya because she could dance well and she put her in many films and then he slowly fall, uh-huh. fell in love with that lady and then uh, he married her she, okay. he, she was his third wife if i'm not wrong okay Th- this was not the case with her first first was like he had already fallen in love with her and then he actually started his own production house yeah powerful people her people in their ways yeah okay. exactly exactly and uh, most of the you know the so called positive reviews would be coming only oh, from really? newspaper on her acting and stuff like yes exactly yeah i did read about this bit that citizen kane which was also based or the the character of charles foster kane which is slightly i i i, I hope now you now you're able to recollect most of the scenes in citizen yes, kane yes. about you know where those the man of uh, ideals who sells his soul <laughs> to become someone else and then but then in the film uh, uh, if i'm not wrong in Ch- citizen kane uh, his love of life leaves him yeah okay Correct, but that was happen? not the case here 
she 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 uh, she stayed with wow. him till till his again death. my sympathies with mr hurst yeah i am liking him more and more so i don't see any yeah. negative shade in him man <laughs> yes you, you, you know something uh, you know something uh, th- there was a point you know during the depression that he had to sell most of Did his new, uh, most of his properties and assets if you see this yeah mm-hmm. yeah so if you see the scene from citizen kane there was a point where you know uh, where this guy sells some of his stuff and but he says that i still mm-hmm. want to keep some yeah, the, yeah, some yeah. of the newspaper I think it's been like, a long time since I watched yeah, it. So then yes, he still seems to have love for some some things that he began at a young age. Yeah. Yeah. So he still fought. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he still fought to keep his newspaper. So apparently, at that point of time, uh, Marion Davies uh, sold some of her own jewelry and stuff. It seems like she had gave around close to around one million dollars. to randolph first to That's get him out of back a very very similar story to shantaram as well man yes yeah exactly so he's married oh, is it so? he got married to three women and there was a time when uh, maybe depression okay. hit india as well or i don't know which era um so so he had asked mm-hmm. his wives to loan him some jewelry some gold mm-hmm. so his first wife immediately agreed okay. and it seems his first wife accepted the other okay. two wives as well so it immediately given her gold and jewelry okay. to shantaram to sell off and then pay off the debtors uh second wife did not uh-huh. uh but as a third wife because the second okay. wife did not like the third wife and she was under the impression that uh this okay. man is taking my jewelry not to give to the third wife uh but then after a while she got to know that the third oh, wife sandhya okay. she had also donated or pawned mm-hmm. her jewelry to support the husband that's when this is a wikipedia story that i had read okay. some time ago and then i i am sure some some guy who wanted to paint a beautiful picture about shantaram wrote this because there was this line i can't forget which said that the second wife uh, eventually okay. realized how good sandhya was and she also being a dutiful wife gave offered to give her jewelry to shantaram exactly exactly it's like somebody edited so, so the, there are parallels <laughs> where uh, you know the man in time of crisis yeah. goes to the woman for support and a good wife loans or you know uh, sells yeah. off the jewelry to support him i mm-hmm. i think we can just keep on talking so, yeah. so about if it. you take the uh, if we are talking about it uh, yeah let's... yeah <laughs> We we will come to so politics. We are talking about the politics. We are already actually, talking about this. This is one point that I wanted to know more about. Uh, I don't know if those who are listening okay. to this do have any idea. Um, for that, you need to watch Citizen Kane as well as Mank, and then you will see this this connection, and you will also start. Uh, you know, you will also be curious about it. Let I I wait, would add. I, do you even know what I am talking one, about? I would add one more wait, point. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about no, you're saying Xanadu about which okay. and San Simeon. I hope now you're getting the point. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so Citizen Kane. Yeah. Uh, when they showcase Charles Foster Kane, he's in this huge palace. It's on top of hill, and and also please. 
also do watch that's do watch i may be off for some some insight into yeah. but then yeah i want to know from you uh so when i yeah. was watching charles foster kane in that palace and i was like this must be insane i don't think real people uh live in such places and while i was watching mank while i was watching mank this is a passing reference there is a scene where um mank is trying to console marion she's drunk she comes out she picks out you know yeah. she she gets a bottle out of a hidden place it's it's so good to have you know places to hide yeah. bottles you know bottles of drink that that would be great for me to have yeah, yeah you i want there is a reason behind that, that as well as and then they go for a walk and there is a zoo mm-hmm. and this is what mm-hmm. i heard that yeah once upon a time or there was a time when william randolph hearst owned either the biggest or one of the biggest zoos Eddie, is that was that true? The, the biggest, the oh. biggest. Yes, for oh. that time he had the biggest private zoo. He was a big yeah. lover of animals. And it, they, in the film, Mang, they show yeah, very subtly. They just so, they're just sitting, and then behind you have yeah. elephants, giraffes, the 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 apes and monkeys. And I think as the scene ends, the elephants start. You, you know, I think. Uh, they they start they make some some noise forget up uh-huh. forget forget about the zoo <laughs> you see what is inside the house uh-huh. if you see the real photos of the 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 house and what I, the, the kind of architecture or the kind of sculptures uh-huh. and paintings what they had at one particular point of time uh, the reason why uh, he was actually called the accumulator i mean uh-huh. oh my god it's actually true he was an accumulator i mean like if you see those the the, the amount of uh, i mean you can say yeah if he was a greedy man he yes he was mm-hmm. a very greedy man actually if you see in that in that sense mm-hmm. because he was a g- great patron of art and he loved art so he had like my god he had, mm-hmm. i think i guess he had paintings of monet if i'm not mistaken he had some rare paintings of monet and uh, such mm-hmm. of, like sculptures that were brought in from europe and uh, i mean he had like shit loads of sculptures i mean like eventually most Produce of them were Marian's sold films. so that you know he he could uh, you know acha uh, no his newspaper uh, to get him out of bankruptcy at a, in some point yeah the newspaper didn't didn't fail uh, eventually he had to sell it at one point of time he didn't want to sell it actually he had to sell it this is an iconic line from citizen kane where all well says a... you know uh, you're saying my business is losing money and it's losing 1 million dollar a year and do you know what it means uh-huh. and he says and then he smirks and says that means I can continue to lose one million dollar for the next sixty years and still be making money. And I was like, "Oh man, this was sometime in thirties." And then he had such yeah. balls no, he, to say, he, you know, say that I'm okay losing money. No, he, he, hey, he, he was, he was actually married. Uh, not sorry uh, not mary he was actually born uh, in a very wealthy family he was actually born in a, uh, in a quite a mining family okay from yeah he 
yeah, yeah he was i think from the california the west coast side from a mining family he was mm-hmm. born from a mining family and he was supposed to get into mining business he was supposed to get into mining business but he had his a mm. uh, site set elsewhere he mm-hmm. actually wanted to get into uh, the newspaper business so he basically he asked his dad like you know uh dad give me money i want to or in fact not rather than money i would say that he asked his dad his dad at that particular point of time uh, owned this newspaper called uh, the san francisco mm-hmm. uh, Fran- mm-hmm. san francisco examiner daily mm-hmm. examiner that mm-hmm. was a newspaper which he owned uh, his dad owned so he was like i don't want the business or anything i want you mm-hmm. to give me in charge of this particular newspaper and that's how we actually get into news uh, into the newspaper business basically what he saw he saw the newspaper business as uh, a modus operandi mm. to get into the political uh into the into politics basically so he he starts out with san francisco examiner daily examiner and then uh, mm-hmm. he starts the new york journal so uh guess he uh, which newspaper In, he was pitting against NYT. the new york journal can you can you give, give a guess uh it was called the new york world and guess who was the owner of the new york world or Pray let's say me. the founder of the new york world ah joseph pulitzer so basically these two were rivals it's i would say that uh basically like if you take the current system it was basically ndtv <laughs> versus republic something like that so it's say, clash of ideas basically one is conservative so, the other is liberal yeah yeah so uh no i wouldn't, wouldn't be i wouldn't put it that way basically Hard new york was like joseph porter's form of journalism was not even not hard hitting like uh, basically facts his mm-hmm. form of journalism mm-hmm. was basically providing facts and figures not and sensational right stuff not not stories not this yeah. yeah but whereas uh, in hers uh, gossip style of journalism it was about sensationalizing yeah and we all know which which sells exactly this uh, and they say that you know uh, yeah and they say that hers uh, hers mm-hmm. newspaper that is the new york journal okay it was indirectly responsible for the us entering into war uh, with really? spain over cuba Did that happened <laughs> yes 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 the missile so crisis there was a war in 1898 uh-huh. this is 1898 no, 18, Achha, 1898 for the cold war i was thinking about that yes World War One. This was well before yeah, Russian uh, the uh, the Russian Revolution. Well before Russian Revolution. So apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Cuba at that particular point was under Spain, and uh, it seems like uh, there were tensions between the 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 people living in Cuba and uh, the Spanish government at that point of time. So apparently. uh hers newspaper was instrumental in actually making the us government or like say triggering the us <laughs> government in getting into war with spain cuba from spain and they eventually liberated wow. cuba from spain yes 
why did he why did he so, not win yeah. the presidential election did so he that actually contest and uh, take part was he a republican nominee or not he he no uh, he actually was more of an uh, uh, i think he was more of a uh, he he was initially he started off acting as a democrat but eventually he went on to uh, become something in more of a conservative candidate more of an independent candidate but then in the film they show uh that he he's possibly supporting a republican no he he's shown as an opportunist yeah there is there is there is a point yeah yeah there's a point for that so apparently uh he was not a big fan of see upton sinclair was uh, communist. they say in, in the movie yeah. they say that he was supposed to be a socialist or a communist ha huh. they say that so and uh, randolph first mm-hmm. was a big he was a guy who was actually against communism and he thought that you know upton sinclair might be a threat you know to him in the future like if he is he if mm-hmm. he gets into the governor post so it would be better to keep a republican you know in in power rather than having no, a democrat the logic the that logic what... was that that he wanted so like to you said yes in the next year's election or next election no he he didn't he didn't want to he didn't he did not want to participate because by the 30s he, <laughs> he had by the lost time interest in the film man comes into its being we we have this Yes. Uh, this yeah. media mogul already losing interest in politics, but indirectly supporting people. Yeah. Uh, but he wanted to keep his wealth. I got it. Yeah. So but he wanted to keep his wealth. He used his entire you know? machinery, the media, to promote the ones that he liked. Yes. Yeah. What chance did Upton Sinclair have against yes, such exactly. such might? There was no chance at all. I mean to show that man gave an idea uh, that you create news reels trying to uh, portray yeah. a hypothetical scenario where uh, United States is filled with communists and comrades right comrades mm-hmm. so comrades. Th- this is a comrades. very this is a fa- this is, I don't know this is too much too hard to believe that man gave the idea <laughs> when we have a person like William Randolph Hearst see he see he he see he had all the juices with him okay it's just that he just put it into paper and probably i i i probably guess you know Orson Welles would have said you know what we have a story here we can put this on paper why don't you given all the juice juicy details and let's put it into paper make it into a script let's do that that's what would have happened it's that's probably my say not the one what they show in mank like you know mank saw that he is an idealist they show actually show mank as an a very idealist guy you know that social guy who has a change of heart and stuff like how could randolph hearst do such a thing you know he had that whole clash of ideas which was uh, happening in the story so I don't think so that would have happened you know I mean maybe it would have happened but you know by the way by the way thought, do you know, know that Upton Sinclair has written a lot of books and I think he has won uh, maybe the Pulitzer prize as well uh, and uh, one of his I don't know if it's an essay oh, it? so or a I, book he's written that. Uh, that was the inspiration for um, 
T.T. Anderson's There Will Be Blood. Oh, uh, the, you mean the, the story where, you know, the, the, the Daniel Day-Lewis one? You mean that one? Yep. So, oh. Then, see, oh, uh, oh, I, I mean, I've that. read few articles and few essays that he's written. Yeah. Um, of course, he, I think he, he mm-hmm. consistently maintained that uh the workers of the world should be given uh more visibility and they should be more powerful they should be uh they, they should be given all opportunities the wealthy should not be mining more wealth he consistently maintained that and i think even his writings reflected that mm-hmm. so his mm-hmm. so that's why probably the people thought that okay he is a communist you know probably that is what Yes, the wealthy you know, always the feel threatened when uh, a unique way. voice, a powerful voice, is you know comes to the fore and starts talking about why the wealthy should always should should not remain wealthy and why the worker should also be given their due credit. So that just that that just happens. That is natural. But yeah, it, it's yeah, great yeah. that Mank also included this. Yeah. I mean, I I could not figure it out. why upton sinclair should even be coming i thought it's only to give you a historical time piece as in to to know that hey we move from this epoch so uh, when you are making a film creating these epochs which is um, a significant mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. significant and consequential situation in a film right and when you move from one epoch to the other epoch you have a sense mm-hmm. of time so which is why i thought you talked about great depression mm-hmm. and then we have this election and then we have the oscar mm-hmm. uh, nomination and yeah. win so these were the three parts of the film mank mm-hmm. and there were many externalities there which uh, which i mm-hmm. wanted you to t- touch upon so we talked about mm-hmm. mr hurst we talked about the great depression mm-hmm. we talked about the uh, uh, movie studios Uh, we talked about the politics which is the second epoch the upton mm-hmm. sinclair versus the republican fight uh, are we missing anything mm-hmm. or should we slowly um, gradually move to the end of the film which is you know yeah i think so so let, let's the go right there um, yeah. in the film mank they show that Uh, Orson Welles's Citizen Kane mm-hmm. gets nominated for so many awards and it wins only mm-hmm. one and which is what yeah. the whole you know film is leading up to mm-hmm. the film Mank and that that award is for uh, yeah. the best screenplay mm-hmm. is it the original screenplay if i'm not wrong and it is shared yeah. by two people original Mank screenplay. as well yeah. as Orson Welles now uh throw some light on that particular year yep. was there any other film that was significant maybe one film that you remember um that one something else uh i'm not sure why I'm did citizen sure about, kane not win uh, the best film oscar uh, film that won. year but uh for the past how many years has it been like 70 70 years 41 release right so for the past 70 years mm, yeah, citizen yeah. kane has been consistently yeah. the number one best films in many many compilations but why did it not win the best film 
back in 1941 yeah. uh probably it was it was not uh, lobby I mean, probably you can always come back <laughs> to your villain which is mr hurst he put in all his powers not to you know give the best film to yeah. citizen kane yeah uh, because the the, the 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 this it was not even promoted in the first place you know when it was released uh it was not even promoted at all properly you know the the promotion of it was banned in the radios it was banned on the newspapers everywhere it was literally it was it was blacklisted actually if you see but it it did eventually did get screen you know and on the screening which was done uh it did just average it did only averagely well that's it it didn't you know it did not win like you know a blockbuster or you know stuff like that hmm. yeah interesting Hello. i mean um you there so i i read somewhere yeah. so there's this uh, author called borges um a very influential mm-hmm. uh, writer uh, surrealistic writer so he's mm-hmm. he's mentioned somewhere mm-hmm. that citizen kane is an important film but i don't think anyone will watch this film more than once yeah and i i think that's that's pretty true yeah. because i have not seen citizen kane after you know i think the last 15 years i have not revisited it again though though everyone continues to say it's the best film mm-hmm. and you have seen it what thrice yeah twice So, how was I revisiting Citizen Kane for you? Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, you know, once I got to, uh, so before I actually saw Citizen Kane once again, I I kind of had a kind of a research on the the story background story behind that, and then when I saw Citizen Kane. I finally got to understand why it was really controversial and why it was actually influential. It you can actually see the uh the boldness or the the huge risk actually the makers took to make that film. It was it was big. One on a from a cinematography and from a uh, from a direction point of view, it was they say that you know every big directors like uh the william friedkin or uh, steven spielberg martin scorsese they all say that you know mm. if you want to learn about filmmaking you should actually watch citizen kane sydney polack and all these guys you know they'd say that you have to watch citizen kane if you want to learn about filmmaking that there is a point to that because if you see citizen kane that the you should you should know that this thing came out in 1941 so basically they made it in 1940 so the the type of uh, you know the camera angles the shots and whatever they had taken mm. that was for its time it was quite revolutionary and you should know it was awesome bells the first film. and he was only 25 No yes. I, I I agree I I there are moments 25. I still remember um 
just a small tidbit i would say that you know uh, apparently uh, he did not know anything about you know the camera positioning and stuff like that uh, oh uh, awesome wells didn't know so this is actually awesome wells actually had told it seems like i didn't know anything so apparently uh, since you know but awesome wells had a big he knew how uh, since he had a background about theater so he knew how lighting is actually set, supposed to be done so he used to initially he used to do all the lightings by himself but the you know the the director of photography uh, greg toland it seems like he used to keep himself quiet and used to see uh-huh. what this guy used to do because he wanted to see what the, what mistakes this guy made and eventually uh, it seemed like you know osmonds had to go to him and say like okay sorry i think i was stepping into your territory and stuff like that and Rick Toland was quite honest he's like that's okay that's fine i mean you're learning the craft you know it's i would rather like work with you mm. because you don't know anything i can teach you what has to be done so it seems like Rick Toland told him like you know filmmaking is not rocket science i mm. can teach you this about camera work and lighting and everything within 3 days you can become a movie maker in just 3 days time mm. that is what he told him <laughs> he actually did say to him like you know this is just a 3 days job i can teach you in 3 days you need to know how to do things i will teach you that that's what he did that's why if you notice in the uh, in the credits of citizen kane he puts uh, written and directed mm-hmm. and director of photography greg toland in the same card that's what he did so basically orson wells actually kind of you know uh, put him in high regard that's why he put both their names in the same possible, possible. title card i mean i like orson wells credits card yeah no it actually did that he no, actually I'm said i'm only that, thinking you know, about he actually did the ego that. that's the main that this reason why 25 year old boy or man must have you know Mm-hmm. No everybody everybody actually said told mm-hmm. him like don't do this if you do this your life your life is going to be screwed your life and in fact it actually happened eventually he he couldn't get to make movies in the you know the boy the wonder future. who whatever movies he did he, it was through yeah yeah whatever he did was he made out of money that was lent by many people that is how he did most of his uh, his projects like your chimes by midnight uh, then what is it the stranger third man stuff like that yeah all those all those were not entirely funded many places actually he had to fund himself i think uh, he had to put his own money i think these three men destroyed each other knowingly or unknowingly Hearst, Mank, Ooh. and Wells. You mean William Randolph Hearst? I don't. I don't think so. You uh, did mention uh, that he was bankrupt. Uh, life wow. was destroyed. Was he bankrupt? But I would say more of post making of the film or before that. But eventually, but even, oh, eventually got the eventually, money. So Hearst, Hearst did not lose money. anything. It was he, these he, two people, these two men, who yeah. went after Hearst. He, I mean, yeah. No, if you ask me, uh, he did lose most of his uh, uh, wealth, like you know, all those sculptures, art, and stuff like that. Sans those things. Me. In fact, he even gave up his home uh, at one particular point mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, but that was much later, if I'm not mistaken. 
but he did uh, leave a lot so of So what happened to Mank after the Oscar win? So, I know yeah. about Wells. Uh Wells always remained that uh, prospect, mm-hmm. you know, where everyone would say his next film is going to be bigger than Citizen Kane would create lot more revenue and money than Citizen Kane. But it was always in the promise. It never Mhm. See, uh Mang, Mang 2 was destroyed. After that, I don't think so he got much projects also after that. He was and self-destructive, right? He he too was destroyed. He he was drunk most of the time. And in fact, he died. Yeah, it's mentioned in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he died he because of uh, that he died out of alcohol. Because of this alcoholic, yeah. Yeah. He eventually that that's what happened to him. I mean, in fact, if you see but if you see his family tree i mean their uh, his grandsons his son and grandsons and all mm-hmm. and brother they're all in the in the media business now even now to this date i think even uh, one of his uh, one of his grandson is actually uh, one of the contributors in really uh, oh uh, this youtube channel called the young turks <laughs> he's yes. also a mankovitz i he's also a mankovitz uh, Uh, I I keep forgetting his name. I think he even works for CBS if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Any famous well-known? Oh yes. Oh. Who? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you do that, you said he If you do research on that, uh, you will be surprised yes, there were Acha yes. In fact, she I would say uh yeah one uh-huh. of his grand uh, first granddaughters one someone called as patty hers i can't clearly you heard you have probably heard about that name patty hers she was part of some of some <laughs> some or uh, some terror organization for sure. a brief period of time she did some bank robbery it seems yeah i mean she she uh I mean she was kidnapped mm. and she married eventually <laughs> she had that stockholm syndrome and she you, joined the group. you always tend to join the, the crazy news that I forgot the, I you know, keep forgetting the news. yeah so eventually uh, so and they say that they mm. uh, I mean, the news was like she staged her own kidnap and stuff crazy. like that so, yeah mm. I mean, you can. Mm-hmm. They see the Hearst Corporation is mm-hmm. still there. You, you've been that, that's there. That's mm-hmm. still there to this date mm-hmm. also. But it's not as powerful what it used mm-hmm. to be back in the 1910s or 1920s or 30s. But they're still there because they still have the, the co- magazines like you know the Harper's Bazaar, there. Good Housekeeping. They're all they're all still there. Mm-hmm. As long as these magazines are there, yeah, yeah, there's the descendants would not have any problem. Yeah. Does does Wells have any children? Yeah, that's a that's a for sure. Yes, I'm not sure about that. I guess yeah, yeah, he had. He has. He's a romantic. Yes, he I think he was married thrice or have, four times. He must have had children outside marriage also. I I knew I knew that one of his. I I uh, I, I knew I think one of his wife was uh, Rita Hayworth. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, he was a charming man. Yes. In fact, uh, in fact, ah. he uh, by the time he made a movie with her, I think he w- he was already divorced. 
and uh, it seems like and she then he married her acted in the film because she wanted to help him ah acha <laughs> no this was hey, after the like, divorce yeah it, it's like anurag kashyap yeah so because they, they were very good friends nice so i think we have come to the end of our discussion where you know we did discuss the most important characters outside the yeah. film uh, film mank david finch's mank and that influenced yeah. uh, the characters yeah. of the film mank uh before we end i think uh, yeah one of the reasons why citizen kane is such a phenomena you did mention that it it was not a great hit at the box mm-hmm. office citizen kane it did reasonably well but the film careers of mm-hmm. both these men yeah. wells and mang never mm-hmm. took off uh i don't know which year but then i did read that yeah. pauline kale the film critic had written a huge essay a two part essay mm-hmm. uh, i think it's titled raising cain mm-hmm. and the whole, the whole mm-hmm. yeah and there there she says Man. that it was totally uh, the whole story was basically uh, mank's herman j mankiewicz's story that is what they say but 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 there are many other researchers who actually uh, you know they also claim that 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 whole thing is false you know they cannot completely say it is totally mankiewicz's story it's it's it is both like both of them had contributed <laughs> but i they can say that maybe a man could have put in maybe 60% because uh, awesome works had actually edited a lot i of kept what i wanted and, and i added, added what i wanted you know, what i needed but i think the continuing yeah. the continuing yeah. legacy of citizen kane which inspires documentaries and movies is not because of citizen kane mm-hmm. or the controversies that surrounded the film mm-hmm. in 1940 or 41 i think it is because of uh, this lady's article raising kane mm-hmm. in in i think 70s or 60s i think that created yeah. a renewed interest yeah. in the film the controversies and what uh, was the origin of the film and possibly david finch's father also got interested i don't know if it was before yeah. the writing of the article or during that jack fincher yeah because uh, without jack fincher, jack fincher the film mag would have never been made and i yeah. think jack fincher's contribution to uh, films yeah. or known contribution to films and our generation is possibly you know mm. this script this weak script mm-hmm. called mank hopefully one day i'll read the article written by paulin kale as yep, well yep. and maybe i'll understand uh one of the most disappointing things even though this is what yep. i was looking forward to was the revelation about rosebud <laughs> before we end our discussion would you like to add something about uh, it because it's, it's the you know it's the external externality uh, is that true the, what is mentioned the, in my david apparently uh, the reason the, if it, i mean there is some there, there is some sort of uh, 
some sort of truth behind that. That that basically that is also oh, one of the course. reasons why I still remember Kirsch that kind of offended. Where you know the camera zooms in one of the, the mouth of uh, the elderly Charles Foster Kane, where he's mumbling and whispering, "Rosebud, Rosebud." Oh. And then you have this huge explosion as this uh, glass figurine falls down from his hand and then breaks. A snowball. Yeah. You know, it, I I I felt snowball. as if I was snowball. drawn into the picture. Then it's it's in nothing. It's a silly thing. But then the camera angles and the way it is presented <laughs> in a whispering voice. There is no background sound sound except when the snowball breaks. <laughs> after it reaches the end of the stair and why does not break one step before and yes, why exactly. not in the air that's that's beyond me which is why it made uh, it made for a great watch and i think it's still a, a considered to be great film and then the 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 whole the after i watched the film my first yeah. question was why did i watch this film uh second question was what is this film exactly about and third Was what the fuck is Rosebud? Because he whispers Rosebud, <laughs> and I don't know what he's whispering about. Yes. For yes. those who don't know, you can do your own research and yes. find about Rosebud. I, I mean, that should I don't be the reason why you watch both about Citizen Kane and David Fincher's Mank. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Have we come to the end of our and, uh, very first for the next podcast? We can part two of play. the very first podcast. This was quite long. Yes, I think. So we did. We we spent possibly thirty thirty five minutes talking about the say, film, yeah. and more than an hour talking about what influenced the film. Good, good. I think you know. We we talk yeah. more about things that are not about the film, and we we like doing that, don't you? Don't you think so? <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. next? What next, yeah. Zary? Yep. Yeah. Do yeah. you think we, we like should we that. should continue with our podcast and talk more about films? Uh, should Tangi Cinerama talk about more films and what sort of film? Yeah, I think we should. We. Yeah, yeah, we should, we should, Any we should. I think, mind? Uh, I think probably the next episode. I think uh, let's get up. I I do have this uh, cool, cool. Uh, uh, this seventies, uh, this nineteen seventies indie pick. It's uh, called Dark Star it's, or Death Star. It's called Star? Uh, Dark Star. Is it somewhere related to Death Star? Is it a Dark Star? Is it a spin-off on Death Star? It's. Nothing. It's. <laughs> I would say it's. Uh, I mean, you should watch it. You should watch it to to understand about suspense. It can't be explained. So basically, we are basically heading. We are we are basically heading into outer space. I would say. We are heading yeah. into outer space. So That sounds very interesting. It's um. All right. Let let me check out this film. Uh, yeah. A, Anything yeah. to create an interest in me? Yeah. Right. If you want to, if you want to watch, 
if it's you if you want to if the viewers want to watch dark star you can watch it news. in youtube it's very it's very much for free those who, those who want to watch citizen game yes. it's available for anyone who's in youtube so you can watch it for just to be a cinephile they should watch citizen and those who want to watch and, yeah anyone who wants to watch mank can they borrow your netflix account for a few days and <laughs> and watch the disaster which is david finch's mank and watch the disaster i would say uh i don't think we ever talked about uh, gary oldman yeah. maybe in the teaser we did okay uh, do you think gary oldman did a, did a great job yes yeah yeah not great it was okay he did he did nah, it was okay i would say it was fine whoa Dome. man it was not like was the, it was not like the winston churchill one it i mean i wouldn't even, i i couldn't recognize it was gary oldman for some time and then as he seemed more and more familiar then then i was like hey he resembles the man i admire one of the actors that i admire a lot and then i got to read that it was gary oldman yeah. that was great yeah All right Jerry let's let's uh, end this yeah let's wrap it up All right let's wrap thank it up you. And viewers thank you for your time we'll see you next time so